This is Eye on Health. Delving into your overall well-being. With Arab Health. On Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm Helen Farmer and you are listening to Eye on Health here on Dubai Eye 103.8. Brought to you by MedLab Middle East and Arab Health. On today's show, we're discussing public health and some of the ways we can all improve our wellness. We're going to be hearing from a number of psychologists about what's happening in the workplace and also what's coming into clinic on a personal basis too. But first up, we're in conversation with gold medalist Sarah Lindsay, who says we all need to prioritise staying active. Great to have you with us on Arab Health here on Dubai I 103.8. It is Iron Health brought to you by Arab Health and MedLab Middle East. I'm Helen Farmer and we are helping you get motivated, stay motivated, not just for your own personal wellness and fitness and motivation, but for that of society as a whole. And joining us over the course of this hour, we've got some incredible guests sharing their insights and real life stories. We've got three-time Olympian Sarah Lindsay, personal trainer, businesswoman like no other, a European gold medalist, two times world silver medalist and 10 times speed skating champion, and the founder of Raw Fitness. She's bringing that brand to Dubai. She's one of London's most recognised celebrity personal trainers who's, well, the, the guest list is uh, it's quite A-list. She's passionate about health and fitness and truly practices what she preaches. Sarah, thank you so much for being with us today. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. I've, um, I've got so many questions for you, both personal and I guess about society as a whole. But let's start with that kind of zoom out. When you look at society, especially post-COVID. Do you feel like you've noticed a difference in people's wellness or their attitudes towards their wellness? I think, yes, I think people are always on some kind of health and fitness journey. And obviously COVID influenced that quite a lot for most people. Uh, We were at this stage through lockdown where the only thing we were allowed to do was go for a walk or go for a jog. You've got this hour where you're allowed outside of your house. So lots of people adopted exercise and fitness that maybe they'd not really thought about before Mm -hmm. or consciously actively gone to do exercise Um, so I think that became part of people's lives because it ended up obviously going on for so long so it became people's uh, normal so that's one tiny little plus yeah well exactly I'm all for a positive in the pandemic and we saw some people do incredibly well whether it was business-wise and you look at like Joe Wicks and his record-breaking workouts or people at home as you say thinking actually prevention could be better than cure or unfortunately we saw an awful lot of people be hit really really hard by COVID and people who were very healthy and, and well suddenly think actually I can't work out to the extent that I used to be and that became quite upsetting for an awful lot of people that became a bit of an identity now you were in London um, we were here in Dubai and our lockdown was a little different and thankfully a lot shorter Um, and when we think about kind of the after effects what did you notice in terms of people coming through the doors at Raw? I think so when we reopened we were full immediately big boomerang effect yeah huge and I was just that people were going to be nervous back into you know back in buildings and around other people but I think like I said it did go on for so long I think people were just so desperate to interact Mm -hmm. and to see other people and I think they're you know, their health and fitness had become um, become more important to them. So they'd already got into these habits of doing it every day. So they wanted to continue it, but they were bored with walking around the block. Funny <laughs> that. See, like the Truman Show, just seeing the same faces in the same trees every exactly. day. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that social piece, because I think that is so important, whether you do decide to go down the class route or you in terms of having those private personal training sessions. How important do you feel like people and that interaction is for keeping people's motivation up with fitness? 
Well, I think it's just it adds an, an element of fun. You know, if it's if it's social and you like doing that, and it's a way to spend your time with people. I mean, how do people meet up with their friends in in the UK? A lot. It's just let's go for a drink, mm-hmm. and you know, people don't want to necessarily drink all the time to socialise with their friends. So if you can make fitness um, or a class or you know like I said just a walk or anything the way that you socialize with your friends then that's obviously a much healthier route to go down Um, and you're sharing a common interest so if you do enjoy a class you go do that together then it does make it more fun it does it does make it easier to go back and keep doing it and make it routine if you're enjoying it that that people side that fitness side hugely motivating what happens when people start to lose that momentum whether they see you know, a plateau in their fitness or in their results. How do you tend to there get people back on the horse and keep putting on their trainers? It depends. It depends what they're doing. You know, if they're training with us and they're on a program, there'll always be natural plateaus, um, whether it's your strength or your fat loss or your muscle gain or whatever it is the goal is, there'll be natural plateaus that happen. And that's one of the big things that we have to look at. And it's something that where we become more valuable because we know how to overcome those and there are lots of different reasons why somebody might plateau but then that's for us to find the solution mm. and the answer um but that was actually something that we did see a lot of in lockdown is that like i said people made this part of their routine but then they didn't get the results maybe they were hoping for because actually that 10,000 steps a day they were doing anyway in the commute to work they just didn't think about it in mm. that way because it was just their commute so when people then started you know, actively going to do exercise and then they weren't getting what they wanted from it or they weren't losing weight or feeling fitter because they were actually just replacing what they were doing. So the good side was then they got into the habit. But um, unfortunately, people, I think, got a little bit um, a little bit despondent because they didn't get didn't get the results. What about that link then between movement and fitness, strength training, whatever your you know exercise of choices and mental wellness? How has it um, been key for you over the years? Oh, it's it's huge. I mean, I so I always exercise apart from you know when I've been injured and, and stuff in the past from my from my sport. I've always exercised and I've always trained, um, and I think. I don't, so I don't see the necessarily the, the effects of training. So if I train, it's not like I'm on this high. But what I do see is if I don't exercise, then I get really bad cabin fever. Oh, I get a bit irritable. And, and your you husband's know, like, get out, get out into the gym. Yeah, less fun to be around. So, um, yeah, it, depend, it depends on the person, doesn't it? But, of course, it has a huge impact on, on your mental health. One thing that I've noticed over the years is that when I want to exercise the least is probably when I need to exercise the most. And it's so frustrating. I'm like... That worked, didn't it? That going for that spin class did actually turn my mood yeah. around and, you know, got that blood pumping and I had that shared experience of, you know, music or conversation and that kind of can can kind of keep you going. Well, when you're feeling I think when you're feeling down or, you know, things aren't going great, it's obviously very hard to be motivated and to you know, to be motivated to put your trainers on and get outside and, and carve some time for yourself mm-hmm. and maybe you're feeling, you know, bad about yourself for whatever reasons and and that it is difficult to be motivated, but that's when I think discipline comes in um, and habit. Mm-hmm. So if you're already doing it and it's just part of your life, like I'm not motivated all the time and people think that I am because I exercise a lot, but it's not motivation. I don't talk myself into it. I don't think, yes, I'm going to kill myself today in this session or anything, but um, 
it's just what I do. You know, I get up in the morning and I brush my hair and I clean my teeth and I shower and I exercise. You know, I'll, even if it's just going for a walk, I just always build it into your day. Yeah, I always do it and it just becomes normal. For me, over the years, a big motivator has been seeing results. And, you know, I think maybe other people might notice it before we do. And you're there in terms of that accountability piece in the gym. Um, and, you know, you work with nutrition and you work on that mental side as well. What are some of the most dramatic transformations you've witnessed at Raw? And what has that actually personally meant to you, Sarah? So, I mean, the people see the before and after pictures. and it's Which, one which, the, are, which are awesome, Which by are the way. amazing, right. And it's one of the things that we're known for. And it's just a visual representation of what people can do. So everybody's attracted to that and they want to look at it. And, you know, when people are thinking about doing that sort of thing themselves, they'll look at the before pictures and think, who do I look the most like? And then what am I going to look like at the end? But, you know, everybody's body is different. But... What you really get from it is not that, you know, that's that's a brilliant thing that happens. But how it makes you feel is, you know, the most rewarding part of it. So I see people come in and it's confidence. So I see people come in and they don't feel good. You know, they have other things going on. And, you know, I have maybe eight out of 10 women will cry in their consultation and it's heartbreaking. And, you know, they leave 12 weeks later feeling amazing and they're wearing different clothes and they're making eye contact and they're making different decisions and they're feeling better with everything they decide every decision they make and how they speak to the next person and how that has a knock-on effect mm-hmm. um so that's like the most rewarding thing but we've had some huge health turnarounds you know those things when you're really changing somebody's life you know we have um, a guy with advanced parkinson's for example who you know, had real trouble controlling his tremors and ho- trouble holding a dumbbell. And now he deadlifts a few weeks later, deadlifting 120 kilos. He does pull-ups, you know, and this is something that never thought was was possible. Or people who have chronic pain, um, and then within a few weeks, their pain's gone. I mean, that's game-changing. Mm-hmm. When someone has back pain every day for 10 years, and then they don't, you know, they're just so used to having that pain. Yeah, it becomes normalised. This is who I am. Yeah. This is These, these are my it. limitations. I will never be able to do X, Y, Z. And for someone to come in and say, actually, Let's you might try. not be able to do what this guy at the next bench is doing, but, but we can do this and we can build on that. And that must be, in terms of identity and, as you're saying there, boosting confidence absolutely life-changing for people Huge listening today yeah exactly <laughs> exactly makes all those sleepless nights and spreadsheets and uh, relocations uh, absolutely worth it but what about people listening today who think okay well she's a you know former Olympian and she's been fit all her life and I am overweight or I'm I've just had a baby and I can't I don't feel like my body's my own anymore or there's an injury that is just persisting and I do feel like there are limitations in my life What about that first step, Sarah, for for getting onto a fitness journey? Well, you know, you have to want to to do it. Um, And everybody has limitations. You know, most of our clients are middle-aged, are going through menopause, have kids, are super busy. Um, You know, they're not prioritizing themselves. Not choosing themselves. Yeah, and maybe they're sick. And so everybody has reasons why they can't do it, but everybody can train. You can find the time. I know that, you know, people feel like they're, you know, insanely busy, but I'll find someone busier that does make time. It's, you know, it has to be a non-negotiable. Your health is the most important thing in your life. You have to prioritize yourself. You know, you deserve it. You deserve to feel good and to be strong and not be sick. And if you don't have much time because you're prioritizing everybody around you, what good are you to them if you're sick? 
So you do have to look after yourself and you deserve to. It's taken me a long time to kind of realise that movement and exercise is a privilege rather than a punishment. And I feel like the way a lot of people experience PE classes in school or you know, just had, had kind of bad experiences around that can often set the tone for how they feel about exercise for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And it's only actually when you get older and you think, I choose to do this. I have found something that I enjoy doing and that I look exactly forward to it. Changing your language, the way you speak to yourself even, you know, never mind other people, but it's not, oh gosh, I've got to go to the gym. No, you're so lucky. I get to go you're to the able gym. To go. You have a gym that you can get there. You are able-bodied. You can, you know, you can make all this progress. You've got this opportunity. You can do anything you want if you really want to do it. And that's amazing. And you have to see it that way. You can't, you know, it's very easy, obviously, like I said, we're not always motivated, um, but you do have to think of how lucky we are to be able to do these things perfect note to end today and um, for anyone that wants to check you out whether it is training at the gym when you open your doors or finding out more about your journey and your lots of great resources across raw and your own accounts what's the best way of getting in touch there um probably through the website so the website um obviously shows everything that we do and we do do lots of different avenues of health and fitness so um yeah the raw fit if you just google raw fitness you'll find us you'll find it <laughs> thank you so much for your time it's great to have you in dubai truly thank you very much up next, we're hearing from Dr. Sarah Rasmi, psychologist and MD of Thrive Wellbeing, who's explaining what exactly is happening in companies here to improve the well-being of their employees. That's next. Eye on Health. With Arab Health. On Dubai Eye 103.8.